Welcome to the Feeding and Leading Podcast, featuring Todd Fisher and Andy Taylor, a podcast for church leaders focusing on expository preaching, pastoral leadership, and ministry. All right, everybody, welcome to this episode of Feeding and Leading Podcast. My name is Andy Taylor. I'm the East Central Regional Ministry Partner for Oklahoma Baptist. And as always, I am joined today by our Executive Director, Todd Fisher. Good afternoon, Todd. Hello. Hello, sir. How are you? I'm well. You are just back from out of the country. Yes. At the moment we're recording this, I'm yep. still a little jet laggy. Hopefully right. my mind is not too much we'll try oatmeal. To, we'll try to wake you up with this. If I say something really dumb or bad, they can always edit it out, I guess, right? Yeah. That's <laughs> true. And some people are saying, hey, you do that every episode yeah. anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's been attempted. <laughs> okay. After watching Jesus suffer so horrifically and seeing how he responded, the centurion was moved to say, truly this man was the Son of God. If people were too closely observe your responses to unfair and harsh criticism, would they say, surely this is a child of God? We all stumble in many ways, but true godliness will show itself in how we respond to criticism, especially in how we speak to our critics and to our God. Let us walk in the footsteps of the crucified Messiah, trusting in the Father as he did, and lean on his spirit so that his death and life may be exhibited in us for the watching world to see. That is an excerpt from the book Pastors and Their Critics, A Guide to Coping with Criticism in the Ministry by Joel Beakey and Nick Thompson. Good book. Yeah, great book. Today we're going to talk about how pastors should view and handle criticism. All right, Todd, criticism is inevitable. Yes. If you're in ministry. So let's start with this. Uh, give it, give your best your, your best criticism <laughs> that you've ever received. Maybe not the word uh, best is not really <laughs> the right word there. But. Oh, my goodness. Where do you start? Yeah. I remember one time when I was younger and, you know, and wearing a suit when I preached. Mm-hmm. And in this particular church, the building was older. It'd get really hot in there in the summertime. Yeah. And, man, I just couldn't. You know, after preaching two or three times in that hot building, I just couldn't preach with that suit coat on. So most of the time, I'd start with the, I'd start wearing the suit coat, and then I'd just take that thing off halfway through the sermon, you know. And uh, mm-hmm. and a lot of people would handicap the sermon on like, when he really gets going is when he takes that suit coat off, you know, kind of type of thing. One of the first times I ever did that, this uh, this lady comes up to me afterwards. And I mean, she's spitting mad. You know, she's and she's spitting out those words. You know, and she says, uh, "I and 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 on this particular day, the stage had been arranged kind of funny way, and I took my jacket off. And usually, I would lay it over a chair or something up there. And what? So I just laid it on the ground. And she comes up to me and she says, "I cannot believe just like, said just like this. I cannot believe you throw that jacket of yours on the ground. You are teaching our children to throw their clothes on and throw their clothes on the floor." And she just went off. <laughs> I'm like, "I'm preaching this sermon, 
And what you got out of that was that I put my jacket on the ground. And you're a bad example to children, and, Todd. Yeah, and that just that, that covers so many of the crazy things about criticism. Yeah, you know that it's some you know many times it's so petty, it's 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 missing the point. It's yeah. it's so it's so selfishly you know selfish a, a selfish perspective from the the criticizer. Yeah, and it's demoralizing because you pour yourself into that sermon, and then somebody comes up there and. That's what you got? Yeah. So how about you? You got a really good one? Well, mine actually is along the same line, and we we didn't tell each other what we were going to talk about, but we did say that we were going to share one criticism with each other. Mine happened to be about a suit as well. Um, I was walking from Sunday school to uh, the sanctuary in order to preach on a particular Sunday morning, and this wonderful little elderly lady was walking beside me the whole way, nobody else around us. And she said to me, you know you're not a real preacher, right? (laughs) Come again? She said, you know that you're not a real preacher. And I said, "Uh, this was astonishing to me. And I said, no, I didn't know that. Why why is that? And she said, because you don't wear a tie. (laughs) You do not wear a tie. And, uh, And she meant it, and she was angry about it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, angry about the way that she approached it. Yeah. And I knew that uh, this was not something that stayed with her, that she was passing this along to other people as well, that right. I'm not a real preacher because I don't wear a tie. Now, that, that's a petty issue, and that's one yeah. that, that doesn't have much bite to it or anything like that. But I just right. remember yeah. uh, that being one of those things and thinking, yeah. as I was getting ready to preach, I'm getting ready to stand up without a tie on. Yeah. You know, and this lady is... Oh being yeah. a jerk. Holy Spirit's not going to move unless you have that tie around your neck. Yeah. No, those are, you, you said it, those are kind of petty examples. And, yeah. and, and really, at the end of the day, they're kind of superficial examples. I think what you and I will talk about today is really a more... More substantial. Deep, systemic kind of criticism that a pastor faces. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think about a time, one time at a church I pastored, and one of the deacons came in and you know we were trying to make some changes and 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 just kind of slowly move it forward in some ways and he came in my office and said uh you know you're a good preacher but boy you sure make horrible decisions and you know those are the kinds of criticisms that'll sting and yeah, bite you and then you're like okay is this guy going out and trying to turn people against me mm-hmm. You know, um, there was a guy in one of the churches I passed one time who just did not like me. And the dude was just, he was a hard, hard, difficult person. And uh, his his wife died. Mm-hmm. And he didn't ask me to do the funeral. Mm-hmm. And he had this guy come in and preach the funeral. And it was interesting. And he came up to me at after after the funeral of his wife, I mean, his wife has died. He came up to me, stuck his finger in my face. He said, did you hear that guy preach? That's how you're supposed to preach. Hmm. So even in the midst of his grief, supposedly, over his, his wife, you know, yep. he's still finding opportunities to get dig at me. Yeah. And, you know, those kind of guys, they wear on you. Right. Because you know they're always lurking around the corner. They're always waiting for you when the sermon, when the service is over. And that's the kind of stuff that gets more yeah. systemic and really can be a great discouragement 
to a pastor. So I'll give you one more before we jump into this since we are going down that road. Um, same kind of thing. I had a guy that was constantly on me, would send uh, emails to me to tell me how my sermon needed to be better because <laughs> he knew better. Always love those. Yeah. Um, had told me even ahead of time when I came in view of a call that he was going to do that. And uh, I, I told him something. I won't tell everybody right mm-hmm. now. Um, he was constantly on me about it until his wife died. Mm-hmm. Now, this is the opposite of yours. Mm. And I was there for him. Yeah. And I, although this guy just was always on me, he did not like me. I just worked so hard to try to love this guy. And when it came for that moment of crisis for him, there was no other guy for him to call. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I did his funeral. And I'll tell you what, every, things turned around. Yeah. From that point forward, yeah. Let's let's talk about this because we do know that that uh, criticism is inevitable. In Beaky's book, he says we need to own the inevitability of criticism. So, yeah. Todd, let's talk about how how we can receive criticism well as pastors because you're going to get it. Yeah. How do you receive it well? Yeah, and and you got to what he says. You got to own it. No pastor goes without being criticized. I mean, it's just, you know, and then we could talk for a long time about the biblical examples mm-hmm. of people in the Bible, Moses, Nehemiah, I mean, any leader, Jesus really, himself, Jesus, any, yeah. any leader yeah. is going to be criticized. Yeah. It's just the nature of being in the chair of leadership. Yeah. So I think a good first step is for pastors to, to, to do what you've just said. We've got to we have to receive criticism well. I think there's some things in there. The worst way to receive criticism is for you to just lash right back out. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when you are criticized, you, you do need to defend yourself. It may it, there are some sometimes when you may need to do that. Yep. But any response of yours needs to be it it, it needs to be well measured. Right. And don't re, don't respond. If somebody comes up to you, like we've used in our examples, and it's just really ugly to you, mm-hmm. don't just be ugly back. Right. And you know they are being sinful if they're if they're treating you that way. Mm-hmm. How how church members ought to be coming at you is from a much more positive, constructive, and uh, willing to help if there's a problem. But we all know there's going to be people like that. One of the things I would say to pastors is is in receiving criticism well, is to swallow your pride, be humble, and admit that there's a possibility that what this person is criticizing me about, I need to change that. Mm -hmm. You know, um, when I was a young pastor, an older pastor told me a piece of advice one time I thought was really good. He said, when you're a pastor, you may have a thousand people over here saying, yay, Todd Fisher. And there may be one person over here saying, wait a minute, Todd Fisher, or even boo Todd Fisher. Mm. There's, a, there's a chance, a decent chance, that that one may be saying something I need to hear. Mm-hmm. And I think when we're criticized, sometimes pastors go into a default of, well, you're not going to talk to me that way, or I'm going to defend myself. Yep. And, you know, that doesn't excuse – if they've said it to you in a sinful way, that doesn't excuse their sinfulness. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I think pastors, in receiving it well, they need to just take a breath before they 
blowback, and they need to think through it and maybe even take that criticism and share it with people that you can trust. You know, and many times it will be a a petty criticism that you can just blow off and ignore, and you don't need to respond at all. You Mm -hmm. just keep moving. But sometimes there may be something there that we need to respond to and think about in our own life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think uh, the natural reaction for us is to become defensive. Yeah. And we have to we have to admit that uh, we we naturally want to defend ourselves when somebody criticizes us. Mm-hmm. And let's face it, in ministry, what they're doing, they're not criticizing something that is impersonal to you. It right. is deeply personal right. to you. And so you're right. We, we need to take a breath, check our own character and say, is it possible that there's something that's being said here that may actually be true? We need to remember that we're not we're not Jesus here. We're not the. We're, yeah. we're not infallible, yeah. and no matter what the criticism is, whether it's just or or unjust, mm-hmm. it can serve as a sanctifying right. factor yeah. uh, in our life. And you know, I think we should say something about that right there. I have found in my own pastoral experience that when people criticize me, those were many times really great opportunities mm-hmm. for my own personal sanctification. Yeah, right. Because, you know, you can some people can push your buttons and you can want to blow up, you can want to say something that you're going to regret later. And you know, not blowing up, holding your tongue, being patient, taking a breath, thinking it through, you know, th- these are all things of sanctification and 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 being humble, all, all of that. Yeah. So, I mean, what what would you say to that? I mean, would you agree with that, that many times as a pastor, it was when you were being criticized that God was giving you an opportunity almost through that trial to really grow in your sanctification, in, in your holiness, in your conduct, and also in your dependence upon the Lord? I mean, how would yeah. you reflect on well, that? Well, I don't think that there's any question that the multiple times when I received some kind of criticism, the first reaction that I wanted to come back with was to be dismissive of the person who is extending this criticism to me. But I I think that we have to take a posture of humility. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes that comes with, hopefully it comes with age and experience. But take that and and to say, okay, this guy's not approaching this in the right way, mm-hmm. but there's something that's caused him to say this. Right, right. Is there any nugget of truth to that? I had, I, I had yeah. a guy that was – he was always upset with me because I wasn't, I wasn't ad- addressing the issues of, of that were, are in politics in the day, you know, yeah. at the time. And as I kind of stepped back from it and thought about it, because you know how it is. You do. You think about it. You, you dwell on it. You, you know, you just – meditate on that, end up meditating on that. And what I realized is that some of what he was saying was actually true. Yeah. And and there were some things that I could, you know, could yeah. learn from in that. So I think that we have to approach every time with humility. Yeah. And, you know, you use the word dismissive right there. I mm-hmm. think that's another issue with pastors. Either sometimes we might tend to really want to bristle up and fire back yeah. or we just want to, you know, brush them off. Yeah, and just say I'm not listening to anything you say. Um, I, I think there's some things about criticism that we need to you need to think through on this. When when someone is criticizing you, um, 
you, you got to consider the source. Yes. Is this a person that's just kind of known for being a, a griper? Yep. And, you know, those are the people, if you really engage with that, you know, you're not doing yourself any favor. You're not, you know, and, and everybody in the congregation knows this person is just a griper. Those are the ones where, you know, you, you do kind of need, you need to be kind and gracious. Yeah. But you just need to dismiss that and you need to keep moving forward with your vision that yeah. God has given you for the mm-hmm. church. Criticism that comes from, you know, even sometimes pastors are going to be criticized from people in the community. Yeah, from, from outside the from, church. From non-believers. Right. And I think we always need to have grace in how we respond. We need to be gospel-centered always in how we would respond. Mm-hmm. But we need to think about, consider the source of the person criticizing me, yeah. how that impacts my ministry, how that impacts the, the vision I have for the church being fulfilled. One other thing I'd say real quick, Andy, on that, I think it's good for pastors when somebody comes and just jumps down your throat, you know, they chew you out for something. Here's what I found in my my experience. Many times, not every time, but many times, when a person would come and chew me out for something, I either knew then or I would find out later there's something going on in that person's life. And, you know, that old saying, uh, Cain really had a problem with God. He just took it out on his brother. Mm, yeah. And, you know, when people are, you know, that whole hurt people, hurt hurting pe- people hurt, hurt people. people. Yeah. When people are hurting, they, they I have found when people are hurting, they kind of need to emotionally vomit. That's right. And when you're the pastor, that means you get to carry the trash can sometimes. Yeah. Or you got the bullseye on your head. Yep. I tell you what, I've had a lot of people come and chew me out for some or something, and I just kind of took it and listened and, and, and tried to be as gracious as I could. And a week or two later, they come right back to me and apologize and say, wow, what I did was wrong. Mm-hmm. And, you know, had I blown up in a situation like that, that would have tanked that and made it even much worse. Yeah. So oh, well, well, and that's a good point with, with that is, it, you know, if you blow up right at the beginning – uh, and become defensive, you're probably going to disintegrate that relationship. Yeah, that's right. That's a, and that's an interesting thought to think of is if you have to consider, is the person who's coming to give me this criticism, is it a person that I have a relationship with? Yeah, that's right. I had a guy in church that I always thought, I always just thought he was critical. I just thought he was criticized. I thought he loved to, I thought he had the spiritual gift of criticism. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What I found out was, is that he loved me. Mm-hmm. He also loved mm-hmm. the church. Yeah. And he loved Jesus. And he had this kind of a unique insight. It wasn't always said the best way. Right. It wasn't always told about, but I knew that about him and I had a relationship. So when he came to me, I took it differently than I would take yeah. it from Joe Yahoo. Yeah, that's good. Who just coming after me, you know? That's good. And I think it's good for pastors to remember. When the person's criticizing you, ultimately, at the end of the day, what you'd love to do is redeem the situation and have a good relationship with the person. I'll tell yeah. you, I used to about every church I've ever pastored, at the beginning of the ministry, I had, I had a critic. I had somebody that came to me, said yeah. something ugly, was ugly to me. And you know what? Some of those people became my biggest supporters. Yes. And it's because of, of, you know, I'm patting myself on the back, but because I didn't respond 
or handle that criticism in a way that burned the bridge. That's right. Well, and well, then you did the hard work of relationship. That's right. Yeah. Now, w- one thing too, Andy. Obviously, on this show, we're going to be very pro pastor. <laughs> yes. You know, and and we're going to look at things from a pastor's perspective. But mm-hmm. one of the things I think is good for pastors to think about is when a a multitude of people come to you with the same kind of criticism. Yeah. That's when I think you you really do you need to stop and say okay. Uh, what's going on here? Yeah, I, you know? I might be, might even reduce that down a little bit and say even just more than one. Yeah, yeah. You know? And that could be a case of you really are doing something that needs to be, you know, you need to, you need to fix or whatever. Or it's just, a, you know, it's not a good fit in a certain situation or you're learning the culture of that church. Or, you know, one time I was at a church and uh, I didn't know in my first year um, – they always did a Christmas Eve service, and like Sunday came on on the twenty third or something like that. And I said, "Hey, it's Sunday night, twenty third. said, instead of coming back on Monday night, why don't we just do our Christmas Eve service on the twenty third? And man, you'd have thought I had said, <laughs> you know, that, let's, that Jesus wasn't part of the Trinity. That's right. You'd have thought I'd have said that. <laughs> and a, a number of people came to me. They were kind, and they said, and and I took. I took that as, wow, group of folks coming here. I need to not dig my heels in, and, you know, I need to realize this is part of the culture of that church and and move forward in, in, in grace like that. You're going to receive criticisms of all kinds. It's going to be about decisions. Mm-hmm. It's going to be about the way that you relate or you don't relate or you visited or people you didn't visit or as many different people as you have in the church, you'll have different types and kinds That's right. of criticism. That's right. So. You know, how do you deal with that? Well, I think one of the things that was convicting about that that book that we read by Joel Beakey and that I quoted out of earlier is he says, just genuinely pray for those people. Mm-hmm. Not like, hey, okay, I'll pray for you. Yeah. You know, but to genuinely pray for them and pray that pray about what they said and ask God, God, if this is true, reveal it to me. And taking that posture, which obviously is a posture of humility, it begins to change the way that we look at our critics yeah. And, yeah. and maybe see them in a new light. When you talk about you know, them saying something about not having a, a Christmas Eve service, well, we may look at that and go, okay, what's the big deal? Yeah. But to them, yeah. It's a, it's more than a big deal. It's an emotional That's right. deal. That's right. That's right. right. Well, pray for your enemies. Pray for those that curse you. Um, right. So I, I, I think a good response in criticism is that we, we are taking it to the Father. We are yeah. praying about it. Because mm-hmm. let's face it, sometimes we're just going to need some supernatural Holy Spirit help to know how to respond, how to respond in wisdom, how to respond in grace. Mm-hmm. Um couple of little things real quick, we'll wrap up. But um, one of the things I would say to pastors listening is there, there, there's two other things I want to kind of get out in this, in this episode here. One is some criticism you don't need to respond to. That's right. The, the lady chews me out for throwing my coat on the floor. I just say, you know, ma'am, I'm sorry about that. I'll, I'll try to be more mindful of that next time. Yeah. And then, you know, I don't need to blow back up on her. I, there's, that's it. Uh, sometimes there's criticism we do need to respond to, and that's where we, in prayer, we seek the Lord's leadership. We seek the, we seek the Scripture. 
Yes. I never want to respond in a way that's not biblical. I never want to respond in a way that's not Christ-like. If someone does something to me in biblical or in Christ-like, that does not give me a warrant or justification to respond in like kind. Right. I always want to be in the line of the truth of Scripture and how I respond. And, you know, sometimes we need to make adjustments. Sometimes we need to say we were wrong. Sometimes we need to stick stick to it. And, um, you know, it, it's, it's you know, part of the vision God's given us or whatever. And we, we can get in it, and uh, that's all kind of getting into another topic. But I think we need to pray for discernment about do we even respond? Yes. And how do we respond? The other thing I would want to say real quick is this kind of stuff has a cumulative effect. And when you get a lot of critics and criticism, it'll just wear you out, mm-hmm. and it, it'll tend to chunk, take chunks and holes out of you. Yeah. And what I would say to pastors is if you're in a season of really kind of heavy criticism, um, have people in your life that you can talk to about that. Do not just internalize it. Mm-hmm. Have people in your life. And, and we, we, got, we don't have time, but talking about your wife – you know, that's you know, we want to tell her everything, but then she gets brought into that. It's it's just as hard for her um, as it is for us. Maybe more. But but having good pastor friends, mm-hmm. having people that you know are wise, godly people that you can say, Hey, this is this is what was said to me and the way it was said to me. Mm-hmm. And if you go and, and get good godly counsel, so many times they will be able to kind of speak truth into you about Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you shouldn't respond to that. Yeah, you should respond to that. And here's mm-hmm. maybe some ways you could respond to that. Yeah. But, man, I know a lot of pastors that just get beat up on the time, and they just kind of internalize it. And eventually, man, you just you run out of gas. At some point, you have to have a data dump. You, mm-hmm. I mean, you have to – you cannot take all the criticism in your in your bucket and and not ever allow some of that to to be downloaded. Yeah. So, and you have to. I, I think it goes to that that old saying my grandfather taught me uh, when you when he taught me how to use a saw. Measure twice, <laughs> cut once. That's right. That's I think right. before you respond, you should think mm-hmm. and rethink. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, it's best that if someone criticizes you about something, mm, you don't open that email again right. for a day. Or two, yeah. yeah. Talk to your friend. That helps you to measure twice. Yeah, yeah. Get there. Should I respond? How should I respond? Yeah. I think always responding with grace. Sometimes asking for forgiveness, mm-hmm. even maybe if it's not necessarily called for. Certainly extending forgiveness. Yeah, and and what you're just saying right there is take the high road. Exactly. And exactly. I think that's that's what we need to do. I would just say to younger pastors even that might be listening, criticism is just going to be part of it. And don't let getting some people criticizing you make you want to give up or quit. Yeah. Um, God's called you to a very noble task. Yeah. And you just, like, we've already looked at it. Go look in the Scripture, all these guys that were criticized— but it did not divert them from the calling that God had given them and the task that he had given them to accomplish. Well, that, that opening quote that I read from Beaky, you know, Jesus is, is on the cross. Mm-hmm. And the way he's responding to his critics even on the yeah. cross made yeah. the, the centurion say, surely this is the That's Son right. of God. That's Would right. people be able to look at me while I'm receiving criticism and say, yep, yeah, see, he's a child of God. Mm-hmm. 
So hang in there. Yep. It is, um, it's inevitable, but it's also always an opportunity for sanctification to grow in godliness. Amen? Amen. All right, that's a really good and helpful stuff right there, Todd. Thank you. And hope that you'll join us again next time for our next episode of Feeding and Leading. This episode of Feeding and Leading has been brought to you by the Cooperative Program and Oklahoma Baptists. Visit us at oklahomabaptist.org or your preferred podcast platform. Oklahoma Baptist, advancing the gospel together.